You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? So do you have any new movies in? Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? They never rent quality flicks. They always pick the most intellectually devoid movie on the racks. Ooh, Navy SEALs! It's like in order to join, they have to have an IQ less than their shoe size. Jesus, this place is back tonight, man. We had a run in the mass murder section. What's that werewolf movie with E.T.'s mom in it? The Howling Horror, straight ahead. Okay, thanks. Ooh, late charges. Oh, mama, what's this? Tape's not rewound. Oh, that's gonna cost ya. You know, I'm taking a lot of shit from you. I put up your high prices, <laughs> your lousy selection, <laughs> oh, and your rude phone calls. I'm sorry about that. I just want to tell you one thing. What? I will never, ever rent tapes from this store again. Why isn't anyone showing up? It's Halloween night. People should be renting spooky movies. What's happened to the world? Things used to be so simple. No place like the video store, eh, my friend? Convenience at its peak. One, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. <laughs> I am recording right now. <laughs> yeah. This whole conversation's been recorded, but just but reco- just my audio, so it doesn't matter. I was recording, then I was like, I wasn't sure how long we'd be preambling, so I stopped. And now well, I, yeah, I started we went again, off in a, but- a rabbit hole here because we were talking about some serious stuff at first, so I didn't want to rush into the episode, and then we got yeah. off on this Tucci Goldblum conversation. I mean, who's a better actor? Always- There's one for you. I gotta I've go Tucci. Mo- I I I think well. It's- Tucci can fit into he he's more of a chameleon. Jeff Goldblum just plays himself in a different type of role, like you know he's right, which he's is why like Tucci's a better actor. He's himself, yeah. He's himself in Jurassic Park. He's himself in uh, Independence uh, Day. Uh, d- thank you. Um, what the hell else has he been in? Uh what's it? Thor Ragnarok. Uh, he was in the okay, big. The big. That was twenty seventeen. The big chill. <laughs> I gotta say, um, I could probably name more Tucci movies God, than just Goldblum. You know what? I said the big chill and I heard that pause. And I thought you were gonna come in with your usual response when someone mentions the big chill. What, bring up William Hurt? Yeah, but you do the voice. Remember one time one time in college, Liam was going over the movies he has. We all know he's got the two fucking movies. And uh, he was like, I've got the big chill. And he went, with William Hurt. <laughs> and he looked at you like he had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Only you knew what I was I talking I, about. I, I laughed my head off. <laughs> like everyone talks around going, of course, that, that William Hurt movie. William Hurt. Yes. <laughs> now, the reason that Tucci is the best actor between the two of them is Goldblum we love as a personality. You yeah. love Goldblum as being Gold, Goldblum. There is no Tucci personality. You know what I mean? Ah, classic Tucci. That doesn't happen. He's an actor. Yeah, he can do a lot of different actor. things, and he's really good in a lot of stuff, playing different roles. Goldblum is is Goldblum in basically everything, but he's good at being yeah. Goldblum. Like he's so himself that even like on Community, where uh, where Jeff starts to lose his yeah. mind, and Abed's like, "Oh no, he's Goldblooming," and he's like, "Hi, uh, I don't know what that means." <laughs> 
I remember when he did his interview with Mark Maron. He's like, Mark Maron's like, oh, he didn't disappoint. He came here and I got all the gold flow I was expecting. <laughs> and I've heard that he's, uh, actually, that guy I can't stand at work went to like a fan expo and got his picture taken with Goldblum. And uh, oh, apparently really? Goldblum is just as, to every fan that comes in line for a picture, he's just as eccentric and makes every picture personable. That's he goes nice. up to this one friend. He goes, "Oh yes, yes. Now you come over here, and I, I want to whisper something into your ear." Into <laughs> the guy's ears, they take the picture, and then they they went off, and that was it. <laughs> like he he makes every encounter with a weird. <laughs> At least it's memorable. Yeah, like, like you met. It's like if you met some celebrity who you know it's it's. It's almost like a mythical figure because you just hear all these weird stories and then you just met them and they're like, hey, I'm a big fan. Okay. And they just turned around and left. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's a real dud. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, they're human beings. Oh, well, I know. But I mean, it's and, and this is the problem with celebrity fans, especially, you know, in music and podcasts and all these things. People think they know you. And they think they're like part of your life, and so much so, like you know, like you know, I've I've dialed back, but I followed a lot of comedians in the last couple of years on podcasts and stuff, and people would be creating like Reddit threads and all these things, like oh, so and so and so chewed out this guy's or threw a shade at so and so, and then just be this big oh, so and so beefing? Is there a problem with the West Coast comedians? Like who gives a fuck? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, that's what social media and all these and podcasts has opened them and celebrity in general. You've opened yourself up to the public. Like I pay tickets to see your crappy movies. I own a piece of your stock. So uh, it's like I To get to get out of my gold blooming here for just a second. Can I take the fact yeah. that you went with a very, very uh, over the top little uh, rant there and you even dropped in you know how I follow all these podcasters. Well, I don't as much anymore, but still I do. How you did that little drop-in for someone who may not know you as well enough? Am I to assuming that the same idea came into your head that came into my head? That let's just <laughs> figure out a logical start to where our ramblings <laughs> began tonight and just start the <laughs> podcast there? Is that what you were thinking? Uh, probably. Pretty much. <laughs> Well, then it looks like we have begun, and I have no idea how long that preamble was. But welcome to another off-topic edition of Canada FM. And uh, we were, believe it or not, not supposed to not be talking about Jeff Goldblum, but uh, we've been doing that for the last little bit, or Stanley Tucci, or whoever else we've brought into the conversation. But uh, we, we want to do this episode on video stores and the uh, sheer nostalgia that goes into renting a movie. Because yes. I tell you something, as good as things get with technology and all the streaming sites and illegally downloading crap and stuff like that, life will never get better than your parents taking you to a video store on a Friday night and they get into pizza and watching two or three movies before you go to bed. Oh yeah. Life will get better. And well not only not only that, it's uh you're scrolling around the store, like especially when you're little, when you're it's still new and exciting. Uh, you know, the, the, they're all so well lit. There's just videos as far as the eye can see. It's like, what's the Aladdin? The whole new 
There's a whole new I think world. That's a, it's the second time I've brought this up in the, in our podcast. I think I brought it up during one of the early ones. But anyway, and so it takes a while for you to pick your movie. But you, when you do, you feel a sense of accomplishment. You feel excited. What happens now? You're sitting on your couch with like, you know, one hand on the remote, another one down your pants, thumb in your ball bag, okay, scratching away. A child would be doing that. Well, then again, we are like feral children when we first learned that we can <laughs> get hours of entertainment from that. Thing. Uh, I'm talking about, oh my God. I'm talking about as adults, who we are oh, now. Okay, as adults. You gotcha. freaking sicko. I thought you were still going off and being a, you get your movie and then you're like, now what? Like you take it home, now what? No. That's why I thought you were, no, no. you're still continuing the the thing you've taken your video home and yeah, okay. no 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 like so uh i'm kind of jumping back and forth in time now it's you're sitting on the couch in a friday night and you're just scrolling through prime or netflix or what or disney plus and you're just like i can't even decide anything anymore i'm just gonna watch the office or in my case it's i'll usually throw on like brooklyn 99 or something i'm just like i can't decide there's too much it's and also, I've had the same problem with my DVD collection. I've literally sat there staring at it for 20 minutes, and I'm just like, screw this. I'm just going to see what's on TV. That's a weird thing <laughs> but, about your video collection, not to get too far off kilter. How many, because I know you haven't pared it down, how many are in that collection that you still haven't watched? Uh, not many. There just used to couple. be. There used to be a lot. There used to be stuff still in the package. Yeah. But usually with some of those, I'd seen it before. I just uh, hadn't thrown it on yet. But I mean, our dear departed friend Paul's dad was like that. He had just tapes and tapes as far as I could see. I, I saw a few that were still in packaging and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a member of uh, Columbia House because they would do VHSs. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was briefly a part of that. Yeah, so was I for DVDs, yeah. Um, hey, there's another, anyway. there's another off-topic episode of uh, Canada FM. What, Columbia House? Yeah, I'd love to do one on Columbia House. <laughs> yeah, I could do it. Pencil it down. Okay. Um, but anyway, but yeah, so going back to childhood innocence, not thumbing your ball bag. Um, but yes, there's a sense of excitement and uh, wonderment. You know, get that tape, you pop it in, you sit down on the floor or on the couch and you're, you watch it with your family. Uh, that just doesn't exist anymore. And it's very sad. What was your first, your earliest memory? Of going to a video store. Can you remember the video um, store? Can you remember what you rented? Can you remember the occasion? I I have a couple of vague memories from when I was little before the video store became an everyday occurrence. Because my thing was, I didn't rent videos for a while because my mom worked downtown Hamilton, uh, right across from the ha uh, Hamilton Public Library. Okay. And and she would bring home movies for me. Like she would bring home like oh, okay. Charlie Brown and stuff like that. And I just I'd be sitting on the couch watching TV, and she's like, "I brought you home Charlie Brown Christmas." I'm like, "Sweet." Um, okay. And that so was nice. for for a bit, I yeah, for a bit I didn't rent movies, uh, but I do remember going to in the plaza by our near both of our houses. Before the Fortino's expansion, the grocery store juggernaut, yeah. um, there was a place called A Video Hut. I remember A Video Hut. Love A Video and, Hut. Yeah, and I remember, um, I believe we rented Home Alone. Okay. So that would have been early 90s, so I would have been like seven, uh, seven or eight. 
And I remember asking for the big. Remember how those places used to have the big sleeves of popcorn? Yes. The big, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you get like an arm's length of popcorn. Yeah. I asked for that, and they were like, "No, we have popcorn at home." <laughs> I was like, "Oh." <laughs> and there was another time in the fall, uh, like that was Christmas time, and there's another time. I was probably around the same age. I don't remember what I was renting, but uh, we were at the downtown. Jumbo Video on Dundurn, okay, which which is now a McDonald's, and it uh, that one was the like downtown it, one, yeah, okay. It was I like, totally I totally forgot about this one. It was like two floors of yeah. memory serves, and uh, I remember getting pissed scared because I was walking through the horror section, and they had like this big Grim Reaper statue, yeah, and these big marquees of like skeletons and horror posters, and I was like. Oh, I think my brother had to drag me out, and I was like, or my dad just grabbed me. He's like, "Get the hell out of yeah, here!" Yeah, you, you get lost. They they made it scary. Like yeah. you walked in there. If you're a little kid, you think that some goblin is gonna jump out of from behind one of the shelves and eat your toes or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's funny that you mentioned Jumbo Video, because my first video store memory was from uh, the Jumbo Video in Dundas and the family had gone there to rent a movie and I think it was like their grand opening or something like that so it was a big deal I remember being ritzy and a lot of people there and me thinking it was really cool I remember it like I remember I really wanted to rent the um, Jetsons animated movie I remember seeing a poster for Ghost Dad but that I don't think that was out on, on video yet. I want to see Ghost Dad, but this I really wanted to rent the uh, the Jetsons animated movie. So I, I it was a bit of a challenge to work with my parents because they're like, oh, we're just gonna look tonight, you know what I mean, that, that kind of thing. But then eventually yeah. they came around. They're like, yeah, you know what, we're here, whatever, let's rent this. So we got in line. My dad goes to rent the movie, and the lady asks for his card, and we didn't have a membership. And even though we were living in Ancaster at the time, not in Dundas, I, in my head, I think it's like a mile, like years away, different towns. You're from out of town if you're from Ancaster and you're in Dundas, right? And my dad's like, oh, no, we don't have a card. And the lady was like, oh, sorry. Not even little me realizing that it's free. And uh, it doesn't, you know, you just have to give them your phone number. Mm-hmm. So I started crying. <laughs> the crying led to wailing. The wailing led to a full-blown tantrum. I was stuck to the ground. My mother had to, like, carry me out to the car. I was a public spectacle. Oh, my God. Yeah. Classic Teddy. So I, I recover. My, my dad comes out and he goes, uh, so, so the manager came up to me. And uh, he asked, is, is that your boy that was so upset? And I said, yes, that's, that's my son. And he goes, well, I feel, I feel really bad for him being so upset. So, so here you go. And he pulls out this, this pencil. But the top of the pencil is shaped like Mickey Mouse ears. And it's got this little eraser on it. And you go, oh. And even though we, did, we actually didn't end up renting the movie. But the, 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 the idea that, all right, I still got something. <laughs> I learned a lesson that day. What, that you can cry and yes. get stuff? If you cry and make a big oh enough scene and throw a big enough fit, you'll get stuff. Yeah, it might I not would be get exactly stuff. what you want, but you'll still get stuff. I would get stuff too. I would get beat. <laughs> Your parents never 
curb beat you. A smack upside the head is not a beating. Okay. Well, my mom once broke a wooden... We had this big wooden spoon in our kitchen. Yeah. Like some Italian family. <laughs> and, uh, and one time I was being... I was, you know, in my defense... Or not my defense. In my mom's defense, I was probably being a little shit, being a, a spaz or something, and I deserved it. But yeah, she broke the spoon over my ass. It literally split in oh, two. Oh, wow. You got a paddling. Yeah. That's yeah. a paddling. <laughs> well, the only... Um, yeah. And I definitely got a few... Like, not... I'm not talking about, like, the belt, but I definitely got a few whoopings in the grocery store when I was acting out of sorts. Okay. But that was... That was back in an era when you could do that sort of thing because it's like, yeah, keep that little shit in line. God. You know, maybe we'll do this another time, but I'll, I'll remember being horrified the first time we went to Disney World because I, we came from a pretty sheltered community. You'd say that Ancaster's pretty, pretty sheltered. It's not the real world. Going through Disney World and seeing people. I mean, that's people- the sur- suburbs in general. It's just a very sh- like sheltered. I knew yeah. a girl from I knew a girl from Milton, Ontario, and yeah. uh, for those that's in Ontario, for those who may be listening from outside of this area, uh, she said she didn't see her first homeless person until she was twenty-two. Jeez, I'm like I, I saw my first homeless person when I was like five, maybe even well, younger. Well, getting to this point about being sheltered, going to Disney World, and being so horrified, seeing all of these families from all over the world. Of all walks of life, all, not uniting, but all basically publicly smacking their kids. Yeah. <laughs> Having no shame in it. And to me, it was, what the f- What? How come, like, no one's kicking them out of the park? <laughs> this can't be allowed. And then you see someone else doing it. I was like, Jesus. That's, that's, uh, that's life outside of Ancaster. That's for sure. Well, like I said, it's just life outside the suburbs. Uh, like, and it's it's only gotten worse since then. Like kids nowadays, their first words words when they start learning words, they're like, "Children's aid." That's like the first thing. As soon as like the parents get to slightly like raise their voice, I'm calling child services. Oh, God, I we watched an episode of, uh, I think it was like step by step or something like that, where the parents they accidentally call like children's aid on the parents because the kids are being shits and. And so I made that joke to my mom, and she got so upset. So <laughs> upset that I would even make that joke. Oh, and I felt horrible. I felt horrible for doing it. So, yes, I learned at a young age. <laughs> my parents had their ways to get their point across, and usually it was guilt. And uh, yeah. I felt oh, awful for doing that. Anyway, back to the video stores. Uh, I've got a couple of topics up here that I want to throw at you uh, for okay. video stores because I, I, you and I would go pretty frequently. I know uh, in our teen years we had Rogers Video in Ancaster, and we'd make the trip to Blockbuster in the Meadowlands, and then uh, even later into yeah. like our early adult years we had into Dundas to go to Jumbo. Um, yeah, I think my first question about renting movies is: give me a movie that you went out to rent that was the most exciting for you the 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 most joy you got out of renting a movie hmm actually yeah i'll i'll I'll, I'll, let's scratch i got a better one to start off with can you do that well hold on okay while you while you percolate that question i i just got to talk because this was on my mind uh 
while you were talking about the uh, the membership getting shut down, yeah. that's one thing. That's one thing. During the glory days of the video store, the clerk there acted like gods because they're like, oh, yeah. oh we can't like your our parents had licenses to drive a vehicle. They had you know they could buy booze. They could do so many. <laughs> they could rent a boat. Yeah. They could get a gun if they wanted to, but uh, without this crappy piece of plastic. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You can't get a video from our elusive club, like it's uh, like it's some, um, like it's the Masons or some shit. Oh, how about the extra um, charges? I was just about to say that. Oh, you didn't rewind it last time. Yeah, it's gonna cost you. Those those cunts. Pardon my French. I might have to cut that out. But those those little bastards. Still think Uh, you have that copy of Three Ninjas somewhere in your house? Uh, Gonna have to rent you for that one. (laughs) The Goldbergs. If uh, I mean, I know people poo-poo network comedy, but the the Goldbergs did a whole episode about the video store, and they did it right. Martin Starr plays this. Uh, obnoxious. Uh, we had a specific word in college, but we'll, we'll just call them film snoots. Uh, he was a real. F- Do you remember that term? What people oh, called them? I don't them? know why you'd want to allude to that term and ask me to continue but, to allude to it. So I'm just kidding. No, no, Brian, I don't remember the term you're talking you about. You remember the term. But anyway, we'll just call them film snoots. And Martin Starr was this big film snoot. And uh, he was judging Jeff Garland for renting Slapshot. And he's like, overrated. And he's like, it hasn't been brought back. You owe $60 in late fees. And he finally finds it like a year later. Oh, you didn't, re- you didn't, uh, you didn't do the rewind. That's another $2. And he's just acting like such a plug about it. But yeah, those people thought they had all the power. And now they're on the unemployment line. Unless, of course, you live in, what's that town in Oregon where it still is a blockbuster? Yeah, the last one. They're still one. going strong. But that's like a family business, so I'm sure nepotism runs runs deep there. Oh, yeah. It's probably a family shop. Did you know when the first Blockbuster opened? I literally just looked it up while I was waiting for you to jump on. Um, yeah, wasn't it like 88? 87? No. no. More recent? No. Oh. Just let me tell you. You're terrible guessing. <laughs> October 19th, 1985. Just shy of my... We are the same age as Blockbuster Video. All right, so I wanted to preface this instead of you being really excited. I want okay. you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna preface this to you. All right, Mama and Papa preface. last pick up Brian from school. They say Brian, it's a family night tonight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And uh, uh, we're we're gonna go over to a video hut. We'll rent you a movie. What happens after that? Like what's what's the night with this movie like? Um, I mean, y- you know me and my family. Were chances are, if it was little Brian, my parents probably would have rented it for me, and then left me alone. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. Would just let me watch it. <laughs> um, or like my dad would go downstairs and watch some sort of sporting event. My mom would go upstairs and watch some like movie on TV. Or uh, whatever Friday night sitcom was on, or whatever, and chances are my brother and I would just watch it together. So yeah. that was generally life in the last household. And I was always jealous of you and your family who actually like spent time together. <laughs> yeah, so that's I why mean, I, I, this when might I be, was a kid, this, this you guys might made be, me feel like, uh, might, like I was from a family of freaks. 
you make fun of me for so often because we actually liked each other. And yeah. dare I say loved one another. Oh, you guys are the, the Brady Bunch. Oh, this, oh, that. Oh, oh yeah, you brutal. got so offended when we call you the Golden 50s family. You drive me crazy. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with this. I mean, the the... The 2003 blackout might be a good off topic for another day, but uh, I'll just, uh, I'll never forget. I spent all night with your family. Then I came home. I don't even think my brother was home. My parents were asleep. I'm just like fumbling my way to my bed in the dark. And I'm just like, no one was awake. I think my dad had the radio going. He was like half asleep because I think they put batteries in it. But that was me while your yeah, family we, was we still all... awake playing board games. No, we didn't play a board game. We actually, we, like me, my dad, or, and my sister just like sat in the darkness listening to the radio. And it felt like something out of signs. Like yeah. the very end when they're listening to the radio. That's what we did. Then eventually, no, I don't know how I slept, peri- but I slept. But yeah. There was a period uh, before I left where um, we were playing something by like flashlight. I don't know if it was like charades or headbands or something. We were playing some game by flashlight. I remember oh, that. You got much. a better memory than me. I wish I could remember that. The only thing I remember about that night was we were in the pool for like hours on end. And then we came oh, out yeah, of the pool. It was pool starting to get murky by the end because the filters or the stop pump, the pump stopped working. Yeah. And then we were like sitting, we were sitting somewhere and my brother was standing on the stairs because there's still enough light that we could get up the other stairs without fumbling around. Yeah. And uh, he was like dripping his like wet bathing suit all over the floor. And my dad's like, oh, come on, Alex, you're dripping all over the floor. And Alex just went, oh, God. I remember. I remember we hopped in your dad's van after the swim yeah. and uh, went into Fortino's. You think it was it was almost like what it was like right on the last days before. The pandemic was officially announced, you know, like there was a couple of like lead up days where it's like, ah, you better get your food now. We might go no food shortage and everyone started bum rushing the grocery yeah. stores. That's kind of like what it was like uh, that day. Well, I was supposed to go ahead. For some reason, people just it was a regular like Thursday or a Wednesday or something. And what people just didn't have enough food to get you through the week. Like that was just so weird to me. But either way, we went to your your dad, me, and you went to the grocery store. We grabbed some burgers and we popped in on your the Geno's crew because, yeah. like you're about to say, you're supposed to. I was work supposed that to day. work that night, and then I went in, and they're like, "Oh, you can sit here with us. We're not getting paid." I'm like, "Yeah, no thanks." <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah, and I'm like, "All right, well, if the power comes on, just make sure you come back to work." I'm like, "Okay, fine. I didn't live too far away, but I'm like, the power's not coming back on." Um, yeah. What's it called? Yeah, I remember those. I remember we drove you home because it was pitch black, and uh, and then I, yeah, that was so he, dumb. I lived around the corner. Yeah, but you know, give you some light, and I kind of want to get out of the house. I was feeling a little stir crazy. I wanted to see what it was like out there. And uh, then I remember the next day, I did something. It took a blackout to get me to do, and I've never done it since. You know, what I did. I sat by my parents' pool, just sat poolside, and I read a book. <laughs> haven't done that since haven't done that before i don't take little pleasures in reading a book by a nice you have not read a book since 2003 <laughs> no, I, I read a book i just they never did poolside what's the next one pool i want to be swimming and splashing around i want to read a book that's fair yeah i uh 
I kept having dreams. I don't know if they were hot, humid fever dreams or what, but I kept having dreams because I used to have my VCR right by my head, by my because that's where my TV was. Yeah. And I kept like waking up and seeing the lights on, like it's the clock. But that was in my dream. So I kept yeah. waking up like fooling myself and I was like, son of a bitch, it's still off. Jeez, that would be kind of creepy. Uh, and then I woke up. I think... When did you get your power back? Was ours back by that point? Because all think I ours remember, came back on like eleven o'clock the next morning. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I called uh, my dad. Actually, was out at a golf tournament. He had the day off work, oh, wow. so it was perfect for him. He's at a golf tournament, um, and I borrowed the car and I took my friend Leah to my grandma's house because I was like, and we went swimming. But uh, that's how I spent post blackout. But we were fortunate to have power back so quick. Yeah, no, we were. Other people were out of commission for, for a few days. Um, wow, that took a weird dive. We've gone from <laughs> Bloom to our you know, planned remarks about video stores. Now we're talking about the 2003 blackout. Um, it's real off topic. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, with, with, with me and the family, I remember yes. my dad trying to instill this thing where once a week... One of the kids, me, my brother, and my sister, we would get to choose, like, something to do. So mm. we would get to choose dinner, A, dinner, uh, B, like, an activity, whether it be swimming or usually going to, like, family swim. That was usually what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is not it was before we had the pool. So it was family swim at the aquatic center was usually it. I think that yep. was Saturdays. That was more Saturdays. So Fridays, yeah. No, yeah, that was Saturday, so never mind. Yeah, but we get to pick choice of dinner and choice of movie. And I remember, yeah, we go to A-Video, had to rent those. So that was pretty good. They weren't big on the snacks, my parents, for us for movies. They didn't like us either. Like, popcorn they were okay with, but they always get the unsalted, unbuttered kind, where it's just like <laughs> literally just popped kernels with no seasoning. <laughs> and um, sometimes my aunt would come over. She'd bring us chips. So that was a nice little change of pace and pop. Um, so I, I remember. Uh, shit. I do remember one time I had this really bad like sleeping issue where they, my parents kept calling them episodes. But basically, I wake up. I'd sleepwalk and talk, basically. And they didn't know okay. how to handle it. And at first, they actually thought something was wrong with me because when I was doing it, like my eyes kept rolling back in my head and it freaked them out. And I wasn't making sense. One time I asked my mother to waltz with me and we waltzed around <laughs> the living room and apparently I was fast asleep. I don't remember any of this happening. Um, but the first time it happened, they got freaked out. So they took me to the um, the hospital. And I guess they, it's just what parents do, even though it was just sleepwalking. So yeah. I remember the lady saying something along the lines of, uh, if this happens again, he won't get better. And then she paused. And then she said, quickly. Oh, <laughs> But, like, English wasn't her first language, so I think when she said, oh, okay. won't get better quickly, I think she meant, like, yeah, it'd be hard to get him to snap out of it. Right. Do you know what I mean? But it made it yeah. sound like I'd be in this fugue dream state for the rest of my life. Right. It was Yeah, it was a weird thing to say. So one of the things they suggested to help me was to reset my sleep schedule. So because I was a boy of about, I remember it was 94. It was like around the time OJ happened. So I was only about nine <laughs> years old. Because I remember the waltzing with my mother was on the OJ Simpson night. 
And my mom said I was very stressed going to bed that night because I was worried about OJ. <laughs> what, you wanted him to get away in that Bronco? I was Bronco? worried about him. I didn't think he did it at the time. <laughs> he had threatened suicide earlier in the day. We were watching all the coverage and everything like that. So I was very worried about OJ. So my mom thought that me being worried about him contributed to my, my sleep debt. And I woke up and I came downstairs like a zombie and said a bunch of things that didn't make any sense. And I asked my mother to waltz with me. So I waltzed around the living room. And it was it was a crazy scene that freaked him out. So That's weird. Oh, that was it. The other thing that they kept getting scared of, apparently, I, I, would, I was telling them I was dead. Oh, my God. Now, how, how scary is that? Your child is rolling his head, his eyeballs back into his head, and then telling his parents that, yeah, I'm dead. That scared the shit out of them. So no wonder they took me to the hospital. Do you remember? Um, but anyway, getting back to my rental story. Sorry. I, I had, had a sleepwalking story. I had to stay up until midnight. So what do you do for a lad who's got to stay up until midnight? You rent him a bunch of movies. And that was the first time I saw Cool Runnings. It was uh, when I got to stay up until midnight. And my aunt came over and she brought over chips. And I got my salt and vinegar on. And my orange pop on. That was my snack choice back then. Not actually a very good flavor profile, but you're a kid. You're, you're dumb. You're, 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 it's not good at all. Although you've stuck with orange pop for a while. I, that, I that like was orange a, the, that, You said the same thing in Phantom Menace. That was uh, the drink of my childhood. I Honestly, I, I, don't, I haven't had orange pop in a while. I've more uh, gravitated from orange pop to like... Uh, like Orangina or like uh, Spar- uh, like you know, Club Soda and Orange Juice. I, I more prefer that now. Well, Ted, I am a more of a man palette. of the world than you. I am a more progressive man than you. I like diversity with my pop. <laughs> so how is that any different than the... Oh, I drink all kinds of pop still anyway. I know, I'm just kidding. Back to the story there. Uh, I don't know, Anthony Bourdain. Um, <laughs> oh, that guy seems so pretentious. R.I.P. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but yes, but that was a, a fond memory of renting movies because a little stressed out Teddy uh, over O.J. Simpson. Look at that, Orange Pop, O.J. Is there a connection here? Yeah, maybe. You are going to have a hard time editing this podcast, my friend. We're all over the place tonight. No, no, I'm, I'm letting this go. <laughs> I am just dropping it in, throwing in classified and letting it go. Well, what about you? Any, like, events in your life that you remember uh, the video store or renting a movie really coming into play? Like, not so much the movie, but everything that surrounded the act of renting a movie or reason for renting a movie. Um, I don't remember. Well, I always associate summertime more with renting a movie than fall or winter. Except for, actually, there was one time, it was a huge snowstorm, and my parents were out just, I don't know what the hell they were doing, but they came home, and they rented a movie for me, and they rented me basketball out of nowhere. That was oh, a pleasant cool. surprise yeah. uh, from Rogers, because I was, I think the new, the Rogers had recently opened up, so they were like, oh, we thought we checked that out, and we got you basketball, because I think we had already seen that yeah, we saw that the summer. Theaters, yeah. We'd probably seen it that summer, so this was probably like winter of grade nine, maybe, because um, I think it was summer of grade eight we saw it, right? Yeah. No, summer grade seven, because it was 98. Um, yes, anyway. yes. And I remember coming so, back thinking basketball was going to be the head of the summer, and we were like the only yeah. people that saw it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that theater had like you, me, my brother, and a couple <laughs> people in front. Um, but so I remember that. I remember uh, 
one random Sunday night, I slept over at our friend Scott Langert's house, grade seven. And, uh, Sunday? Uh, like, yeah, was it a it was long summer. weekend? It was summer. and Oh, summer. Okay, it was summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they had rented Beavis and Butthead Do America. Oh, nice. And, but, you know, there was um, something taboo about watching those movies when you're you know younger and you're still kind of you know, Beavis and Butthead was still kind of racy at the time yeah. and uh, I think that movie was a hard R so uh, no, whatever we got to was it? they oh, don't okay. curse they're vulgar but they don't curse that's true yeah and yeah, there's no cartoon nudity or anything so yeah, that's right there's big jugs but they're covered up by shirts right um, either way Beavis and Butthead was still seen as taboo on MTV and much and all that so uh, that was fun and uh, I always associate a lot of rentals with birthdays because grade oh, five. Oh, sure. Grade five, Jeff Robinson's birthday. Uh, he rented his brother or someone rented mall rats. And oh, nice. that's when I first saw mall rats was grade five. And, you know, there's the topless old hag with the uh, fortune teller. And, yeah, the fortune teller. And Joey Lauren Adams was the topless. So those were, uh, you know, adolescent. Those are probably my first live boobs now that I think about it. Um, and also grade nine, Kevin Andrews' birthday. I had seen uh, Sixth Sense the first time, which was exciting. Okay. Because there was so much hype about that movie. For his oh. birthday, he rented that and he rented He Got Game. He Got Game's a great movie. Oh, yeah. Did you appreciate it, though? That said, it's a bad. Okay. He Got Game is a great movie. It is a terrible movie for a sleepover. <laughs> Yeah. Like, if when you're tired and you're watching these late at night, you don't want to watch an intense drama. No. Do you know what's funny? Kevin and our, our former friend now, I don't even know what to call him, Nathan Barry. Uh, he's a guy. Hosts, he's a guy we know. He's a guy. Guy out there in the universe. Uh, they were so obsessed. You remember that scene when they, uh, when, it was uh Ray Allen's character. His name is Jesus, Jesus right? Jesus, Jesus. Shuttlesworth. Yeah, with yeah. Jesus. Uh, he takes his first tour of the, the college. Yeah. And those two co-eds or professors, whatever the hell they were, they were topless. Yeah. And they has a threesome. Those two just kept friggin' rewinding and seeing the boobs. That's what they kept doing. They're just like over and over. Those guys are like friggin' horn dogs. And they're like, oh, those boobs. So they didn't even care about the drama of the father and son and all this shit. All that stuff has gone right out the window. I'm like loving this movie. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> all for some titties. Yeah. <laughs> so Things yeah, those are titties. like, I, I, I don't have a lot of like pristine memories of the, like why I was at the video store. Although I do have, well, for like, it felt like a whole season of the winter. I kept trying okay. to rent the South Park game. Like every Sunday or Saturday, I'd be showing up trying to rent this bloody South Park yeah. game, and it was always we, gone. But we did rent it eventually. Wasn't it terrible? It sucked. It, it was, was a the terrible worst fucking game. game ever. Because you couldn't like control yourself. They made it like Doom, didn't they? Where like you had to control your head, so your head yeah. had to stay level. So my head kept yeah. flying back. I remember Brandon was playing it with us, too, because we got, like, some extra controllers. And he's like, I'm yeah. flying. I don't know why I'm flying. <laughs> Do you remember that? We, we yeah, you were just out. randomly. I think, we, I think we played it after the Super Bowl. I, I can't freaking remember. Or maybe but something I, like that. It was my, in the winter, but, yeah, I remember. My dad would just take me 
like Saturday mornings because I'd, I'd, I'd get up early because you know me my whole life I've always been an early riser yeah um, he and my dad usually got up pretty early too because of work so he's like I'm like dad can you take me to the video store he's like Ugh, fine let me have a smoke and a coffee <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, I'd come back from the video store he'd let me go in and I'd come back all pissed off he's like what's wrong with you I'm like the game was gone <laughs> you come back like 10 seconds that was the problem is uh oh if you're looking for that one thing to be there yeah you, you didn't have in, a contingency from a mile away that it's not there oh oh that hurts yeah. oh, we just didn't ask the clerk hey when the south park game comes back can you hold it for me i'm gonna come in right away to rent it i think i tried i think that i go we can't do special treatment anything like that and they uh yeah because I think it was they a were, new release probably and they didn't yeah. have too many copies but I was like that eventually. Actually, renting, because we used to be able to rent systems, that helped in getting, convincing my parents to let us, like, finally upgrade to, like, a modern system. Because I remember when I was a kid, I was the only kid that had both Super Nintendo and a Sega Genesis. Super Nintendo. Play play the clip of Biggie, Brian. Nintendo Sega Genesis when I was dead broke man I couldn't picture this ah there we go I was gonna do it but you know what let the master do it uh anyhow so I I felt like king shit I was like king of the video games I had my options I wasn't limited to anything I felt great so N64 comes out and I figure I assume that I'm just gonna get it this is what sixth grade was N64 yeah because that that we I didn't upgrade for a long time. I had my I had my Sega and my Nintendo that my grandma got us, but my parents never really spoiled us with those things. I was always the grandma gift, but as a uh, as a graduation gift for grade six, and I, I had to share with my brother. I don't know what grade he was getting out of, yeah. but uh, we got a sixty four, and so we split that. But I remember asking my parents, "Hey, think it's about that time we upgrade these systems." No. You've got two perfectly good systems. And I was like, no, Dad, they're outdated now. Wouldn't hear of it. I did not end up getting a system of that generation. And this was just when they were about to run out until me and my brother pooled together our money to go to, where did we get it from? We bought a used PlayStation, the first one. Oh, yeah. From... Oh, God. I want to say it was Digital Den. Do you remember Digital Den, Brian? Oh, yeah. Those con artists. Yeah. Next to Gino's Pizza Digital Den. Oh, yeah. They were giving you the shim sham. They got hoodwinked. You got rinsed. (laughs) They were run by an unsavory group of characters on Digital (laughs) Den, in case you're wondering. But uh, I remember I bought it from them because I think I had it for like 100 bucks or maybe it was a little bit less. I think it was like 75 bucks. Um, I got the game. I got a copy of WCW Mayhem. Oh, yeah. And I got them to install a mod chip so I could play. Oh, yeah. The mod chip was all the rage. I could play a copy of SmackDown 2 that Brandon burnt for me, plus all these other games that he burnt for me that I thought I could keep, but no, he asked for them back, so that pissed me off. Classic Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, uh, anyway, but we used to rent... PlayStation and SmackDown 2 for a solid year 
almost monthly. And me and my brother each made up our own characters. My guy was called the drunk. He had a blue mohawk and he wore a football jersey. And I got it so that he did the too cool dance to the ring. And what, uh, what year did you get this game? God, I want to say it would have been like 2000. The year no 2000? Way. Yeah, it was a, it was, it no, was a long I wait. Got, long wait. I think it was like year 2000. Maybe no, 2001? I, uh, do you remember for like a solid year, I had that uh, WWF 2000. I think that's what it's called. Generation, whatever. It had the. It was like green packaging. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I, w- I would make you come over and play it with me no, because my brother was me, always no, no. off. You, you didn't let me play WrestleMania 2000. I would have loved to have played WrestleMania, WrestleMania that was it. You had me play Warzone <laughs> with you. Oh, right. And Warzone, to use a wrestling quote, was the drizzling shits. <laughs> it did suck comparison yeah. to WrestleMania. It, it, but either it, way, it I got you game. into wrestling. Yes, you did. Well, Park Hill is also partially to blame. That's true. He always hosted the yeah. uh, WrestleManias. And then I became obsessed with wrestling when I decided I wasn't going to take it from Brandon, calling me an idiot all, about wrestling all the time. And then because I only watched WWE, and I became an expert in WWE, and I could stump him, he told me that wasn't real wrestling, and only WCW was. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please. WCW was all the WWF rejects went. <laughs> For a time. I know it got better. Right. He told me this in the year 2000 when David Arquette won the world championship. (laughs) He had the gall to tell me that WCW was better than WWE. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, renting the system was really fun because it was was a new activity and it would last the whole weekend. So eventually, though, my parents would say, hey, they're getting good use out of this. Let's kind of uh, give them some legway to get them a next-gen system. Although I do think me and my brother still pull our money together, but whatever. We ended up getting a PlayStation and we were happy. Uh, through renting it so they could see that we enjoyed it. Uh, man, I went off on a tangent there. That's actually, uh, my family rented me and this is weird because I think this must have either been the summer right before we got my 64 or we, we just didn't bring my 64 with me. Uh-huh. Uh because we were up in Port Carling at my grandmother's cottage and it was just because my, my brother was old enough he was allowed to stay at home and he hated the cottage he's not an outdoorsy guy uh, so it was just the three of us and they rented me a 64 and Star Wars Return of the Jedi and then they rented um, uh, what's that Tom Cruise movie where's the agent Jerry Show me Maguire. The, Jerry Maguire Jerry there Maguire. we go thank you um and but so we watched Star Wars together and then they sent me to bed. You're like, you're not old enough for Jerry Maguire. Get the hell out of here, which is hilarious because there is a there's like a partition window thing that I could like little blinds <laughs> yeah. from my bedroom because like my brother and I's bedroom uh, where we slept overlooked our like, den. Uh, where the TV was. So I, I literally just spent half the movie just like looking my head out the window. And my dad's just like, hey, go to sleep. He's like screaming at me. Um, but uh, yeah, we rented it in town because the guy, is, I still remember his name. His name, his last name was Bagliardi. 
uh, he they had the trailer at the park. Like so, we had our trailer up the river from my grandmother's cottage, and in this park, Glenwood Park, they had the nice trailer right in, behind ours, overshadowed ours. Was, they they always looked at me and my brother like we were riffraff. They had two sons, Jay and Marshall. Jay was nice. Marshall was a little punk. He was a spoiled little brat, and they always thought we were like trash. But uh, they lived in the town part of the way so they owned an ice cream shop in a video store oh, wow. and, and we rented it from them they spent part of the time in toronto part of the time in port carling yeah so well, that's that, was cool. the only time, that was the only time we ever rented a system Man. have you ever thought about have you ever had that urge like going happening happening to go to a, a, a video store when you're maybe on vacation or you're way out of town and going you know if i just rent this and never bring it back <laughs> they would never chase me down. Well, if, like if we were in the know. states on a roadie and just like yeah, swipe yeah, it. something like that. Would you? Would, did, did that thought ever cross your mind at any point in time? No, only because I never really went to the states that much as a kid when video stores were supreme. And also, I just my conscience always ran overdrive. Like, yeah, I, my when I was a kid. I stole a pack of gum from a variety store because my dad wouldn't buy it for me. Oh, and I really? literally sat there like cry eating the gum in my room just like an hour <laughs> later. I'm like, ah! I felt so guilty, but I didn't return the gum. I like you I stashed part of it. I, I ate the evidence, but uh, I stashed the wrappers and I had this like little plastic hollow dinosaur thing that could like hold other things. And I like, stashed the wrappers in that. For a long time. <laughs> your dirty, dirty, dirty secret. <laughs> that you'll take with you. Well, I guess you won't take it to your grave anymore. You just shared it to the 15 people who listen to this. And that's being yeah. generous. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I used to have that urge. And I remember uh, thinking to myself sometimes, why did you sell it to me? Who else wants this? No one else wants it. Just sell it to me. You know, or thinking that sometimes because there was... I remember there are certain big movies like an Independence Day or a Men in Black where you could buy it the day it came out. Yeah. But then there are other movies, little less uh, popular movies, that they come to video stores on a certain date. But then in some cases, you would have to wait six months, almost a year before they were read readily available for purchase. Yeah. And it was irritating as hell. So I remember what I used to do, and I did this more in my adult years, was I would hook up a second VCR to the TV. Oh, yeah. Get a blank tape and go tape to tape and just copy it. Oh, my... Uh when, the, when my parents... We had TMN for like a year, maybe... We didn't we didn't have the movie network for that long, but when we did, oh my 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 tape collection went <laughs> way through the roof. I was just taping everything. I was taping garbage. I was taping terrible movies, but I did tape a pivotal comedy special. I taped Chappelle's Killing Him Softly. That was before people were in like in the know about like okay, people knew Chappelle. Yeah, but people our age. No, I was definitely streets ahead. Yeah, yeah. And then you and me didn't uh, watch the Chappelle show basically out of spite, just being like, yeah. no, no, you guys relate to the game. <laughs> <laughs> we were on this way before you. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, what's it called? Uh, 
Getting back to what I was saying about the taping VCRs, tape to tape. tape to tape. Oh yeah, no, I, I remember when you were a kid, your, your your record button didn't work on your VCR, so I had to tape yeah. shit for you. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't get a new we didn't get a new VCR till DVD came in and VCRs <laughs> drastically went down. <laughs> That's like, I think the late 90s, probably 98, 99 is when we got our, our, our good VCR that's still in my parents' basement to this day. So here's, I, I a, little, still here, works. here's a little story about my the group of winners I call my friends. The group of <laughs> supportive buddies that always have your side. So in high school, I want to say this was grade... This is grade uh, this nine. Grade I remember nine. the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah We're yeah. sitting in the front stairwell so my after da- lunch. Yeah, my dad, for Christmas got us a dvd player and i remember it came with this like weird pokemon dvd that my dad got for free like we didn't even watch it just the pokemon dvd came with it and then we all got a dvd so my brother got the matrix my sister got oh god i don't remember what she got but i remember i got to the negotiator Nice. Yeah, yeah. And I, or, or did we? And then I think I got Titan AE shortly after that. That was one of the first DVDs I got to. And uh, I was bragging, not bragging, but being like, oh my God, got a DVD player for Christmas. You should hear that. Oh, the sound is so good on this thing. The picture's so good. You don't have to fast forward. You've got these things called chapters, and you can you can pick a scene that you want to watch. You don't have to wait around. It comes with the trailer. You can see the trailer for the movie. These are bare bone DVDs. Um, yeah. Except for the Matrix, they show you how to do that thing. <laughs> he said DVD, not DVD. Thanks. That was a that was a joke from the short lived. What, MTV or Comedy Central show Sausage Factory with a young Adam Brody? Play the clip. I think the guy who says the line, he said VD, not DVD. Isn't that the guy that like killed an old lady or something like that? Yeah. He, like jumped guy, off a building. He was in uh, the OC for a he bit. He was engaged on, uh, to Katy Perry at one point. Yeah, and he was in, uh, what's that biker show? Sons of Anarchy. No, he, he on, died before Sons of Anarchy came. No, no, he's in it. He played... Is he? Uh, that was like one of his last roles. He played oh, this guy. He okay. had like one nut or something because he lost a nut in a, in a bar fight or something. I forget what it was called. But yeah, he was like a pledge to the biker club. But then he died. And yeah, because I think the, either song, he, the song, the one that got away by Katy Perry is about him. Oh, really? Yeah. She really loved him. So weird. <laughs> yeah. He was like a he was like a junkie and all these things. Oh, I, think I know. He had problems. They, uh, they loved each other. Anyway, anyway, getting back to my story, the DVD. So, wow, I really went deep there. Uh, so I come to school and I'm telling them how great this is and everything. Hey, you guys should come over and watch The Negotiator. It's such a great movie. We'll watch it on DVD. Wow, your dad sure doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, what? Everybody knows, Ted, that the DVD is just a temporary step in technology. Mini discs is where it's at. We're all going to be using mini discs. No one should be buying DVDs. What a waste of money. And you guys made me feel like absolute shit. I'm the pretty fact sure that I, I was still I wasn't buying VHSs after I had this DVD player because you guys made me feel so terrible about owning one. And then, sure enough, you all fell in line and got DVD players. Although, do you know what's funny? We had a talk one day. We were walking to school. I remember this. We were crossing uh, Wilson up to, uh, what's the street cross Wilson from Amberley? 
It's that street. Uh, Valley View? Sure. Is it that? Whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, we were crossing that street, and I was. we were talking about, because our friend Zach Sharp had the mini disc player, speaking yeah. of mini disc, and I was like, I really got to get one of those mini discs and get Zach to make me like all these great like mixes and like that way I can have just like tons of workout music and all these things. Yeah. And you were like, no, that's stupid. Why would you just, uh, why wouldn't you just get a bunch of your albums on it? And then uh, that way it's, it's better. And then like literally a couple of years later, the iPod happened. Yeah. Well, and, see, like, there you and Spotify go. where people like mainly use Spotify for sporadic songs. That's what I do. I go for my daily mixes all the time on Spotify. Yeah, so uh, streets ahead on that too. Well, you know what? It worked out. Uh, I will say that the mini disc did not work out. No. And I will also say that uh, you guys, I was right in the case of DVDs. I mean, eventually it did become another step in the in the wake of technology. But I, yes, I for a long time, it to was go, the top dog. I, I know, but still today. I can still play all of my. I still have that Negotiator DVD. That's true. And I, can I have my copy as well. Throw it into my PS3 or my Blu-ray player, and it'll play. I'm still trying to jog my memory because I have other nerdy DVD friends who are like, "He's like, what was your first DVD?" I'm like, for the life of me, I can't remember what it is. I know it would have been in grade, probably grade late grade nine early grade 10 because that was roughly around the time where we got our ps2 and i remember getting one christmas i got like a couple of movies i got like snatch i got uh oh fuck what was it clerks no i bought clerks at the store i bought um Maybe it was Mallrats. Either way, I got a f- I got like three or four DVDs that Christmas. Yeah. So that definitely helped start to blow my DVD collection up. But uh, I can't remember what my first one was. I wish I could. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure mine was Negotiator, but there was a lot of, like, when the when the floodgates opened, they kind of poured. You, you want to build a collection oh, yeah. right away. Like, I remember my parents went out, but they bought a bunch of classics. Like, they bought the, the Wizard of Oz, and my dad brought, like, Bridge Over River Kwai, and... Uh, the Longest Day, a bunch of old war movies. Oh, yeah, that's uh, your dad's jam. Yeah, he loves the war movies. And he had, uh, you know, Private Ryan he bought. And, uh, yeah, just to, to kind of fill it up. But uh, uh, a couple of video store questions since we haven't broached the subject in a while before we wrap <laughs> things up for the evening. Uh, yeah. Question number one is uh, Have you uh, give, me, give me a time where you rented a movie that you were excited about and you brought it home. You watched it, and you thought, oh, what a disappointment. <laughs> what a hunk of garbage. Well, what, give, me, give me a time about that. Um, this wasn't one that I was overly hyped for, Yeah, but this is definitely one that just popped into my memory because it's one of the few times. Normally, you and I are pretty lockstep with movies, Yeah, um, but this was one time. That uh, we, I rented that movie, The Assassination of Richard Nixon. Oh yeah! And I, I was not a fan. And uh, is that what it was called? The Assassination, Assassination of Richard Nixon. Yeah. 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 And I just didn't dig it. And you were like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, no, I really okay. liked that one. Yeah. That was a good movie. It's slow. It's just yeah. Sean Penn playing a crazy guy. Yeah. And really, <laughs> I don't know. but it's based on a true story. And uh, he, he, it, he's, he's very well acted. That's Maybe really the first will... one that stuck out to you, huh? 
Well, there was that one and the time we rented Deer Hunter, but we made the foolish mistake of watching that in the middle of the day. It was like when we rented Heat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, anyway. Funny. let, Let me tackle Deer Hunter first. Okay. Okay. So, we go, and I think we both probably wanted to rent Deer Hunter for the same reason. Because of the Russian roulette scene. We're like, it's walking. It's De Niro. And how could you sound any more (laughs) cool? And it's got something to do with the Vietnam War. We're in like Flynn. Yeah. Now, what no one tells you when you're in high school and you're renting a Vietnam War movie that heavily involves Russian roulette that stars Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken is that when you put it in the DVD player, you got to sit through an entire movie's worth of dancing before <laughs> you get to the Vietnam stuff. And then it's really awesome for like a half an hour before you get to this really sad De Niro returning home. Mm-hmm. You, get these, you get flashes to see walk over there in uh, Vietnam. He's still there. Oh, shit's happening. But then you'll flash back to... De Niro, really sad with Meryl Streep. Yeah. Now, I have not given it a once over yet. I'm sure if you'll give it, if I give it the once over, I'll like it a lot more. In fact, my boss is going, "Deer Hunter, it's a classic war movie," and I'm like, "It's, it's a dancing movie. It's, it's it's half a dancing movie." He's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Come on, he spends the first half of the movie dancing. It's it's a dancing movie." He's like, "No, it's a classic. I'm not I'm not disputing. It's a classic. It's just also a dancing movie." Anyway, yeah, uh, it's got more to do with Saturday Night Fever than. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I need to give her the once over. But you got to understand, I'm describing that from a mind of how old were we? What, 18? Probably younger than that. Yeah. And we rent this movie, watch it in the middle of the day. I, in all due respect to your household, Brian. Yes. And your parents. When yes. you would watch that TV in your house in the middle of the day, in the summer. It had the worst glare. Yeah. And you could close the blinds all you want. A it glare would still find its way through. Yeah. So we had to compete with that as well. Um, and y- you also live in a loud neighborhood. There's always shit going on outside your house. Well, it's because my house is a middle lot. So we have a neighbor on the right. Uh, houses two different sets of houses behind us because our, our backyard backs like there's a fence and then two other people's backyards and the neighbors to the left plus we're on a pretty busy street all things considered so there's just yeah there's tons of shit going on yeah there's a ton of shit going on so <laughs> we did not have the ideal experience for the deer hunter now as far as heat goes we had to watch oh. that in the exact same conditions hold on what you, you got something there what do you got sorry no, finish heat, and then okay. I'll, then I remember There's, an exciting movie renting experience. Okay, but all right, all right. So then, then we rent we rent heat, and it's kind of the same thing. We should have known what we were getting into when we saw the double VHS. And we brought it home to your house, and we should have been like, you know, Ted, we had the same experience with the Deer Hunter. Are you <laughs> sure you want to get into this in the middle of the afternoon in the dead of summer while my neighbor is hammering shingles onto his roof? <laughs> Yes, let's do it. So we put on heat. And one of the things about heat. Now, heat today is my very favorite movie. It's it's, I it's watched easily heat my favorite a, movie. I once watched heat at the gym on a bike 
and that did not ruin like i'm literally watching it on my phone and i'm like still so enthralled it did not even ruin that's how good heat is now to me yes. but back then it was a different story but the thing i always appreciate about heat was how good the visuals are yeah and when you have a ray of sunshine covering up three quarters of the screen <laughs> those visuals are hard to take in plus we like the first shot of al pacino he's having sex with his wife <laughs> you're like yeah. ah, i don't want to see pacino bangs <laughs> and not only that a lot of the scenes in uh, this movie are la at night Yes. And so it's dark. You got these crushed blacks and you got this like the hot sun burning down. Like the whole thing's washed out. I'm like, I can't watch this shit. What's going on? Well, how about this too? Yes. You get the Pacino. Great ass. Don't waste my motherfucking time. All those great bombastic yelling scenes. But all the De Niro scenes are. Yeah. They're quiet. (laughs) And they got neighbor boy banging away with his hammer. You can't hear anything. So that was not the best viewing experience. But Heat stuck with me. That was the difference between Heat and the Deer Hunter. Heat stuck with me. So I rented it again maybe six months later. And I started it. I watched it with my brother. We started it at midnight in the basement. Oh, yeah. We stayed up till about 3.30 in the morning. And at the end, my brother's like, well, that was fucking awesome. (laughs) I was like, he'd never seen it before. And I'm like, yes. This is how heat needs to be viewed in the middle of the night when it's dark and you can and quiet and you can appreciate everything. So, (laughs) yes, that was a a time that two times there that we were greatly disappointed. All right. You said you had a you had a gem. What do you got? Yes. Uh, Well, this is one of the few benefits. I mean, you've been there through thick and thin with my brother. You've seen him at his best and worst. And. One of the one perks I will say about having an older brother, not just an older brother, but someone who's so many years older than you, you, uh-huh. you get a different uh, experience. So you're, like, you're the oldest in your family, so you don't, you had to be the one for yeah. Alex and Sarah. Yeah. Um, so my brother, because do you remember in 90, it would have been winter of 93, Yeah. the big ice storm. Yeah, they sent us home from school in the middle of the day. Yes. Yeah. My brother and I went and rented Terminator 2. <laughs> Didn't you ride your bikes? Yeah, we, we started riding our oh bikes God. in our infinite wisdom. And then there was a bunch of downed trees. And we're like, oh, fuck this. And we, so we took our bikes home and then we just walked the rest of the way. Because uh, we didn't get that f- <laughs> we, we didn't get that far. So it wasn't like this big excursion. Um, and yeah, so we rented Terminator 2. So I got to see that when I was like seven or eight years old. Very... What's- can, can, can we before we talk about Terminator 2 let's, let's just paint the picture of this ice storm like yeah. the power and the heat went off at the school they yeah. sent us home only to go to homes that were also where the power was out and the heat was out yeah. and it was out for several hours um, tr- yeah you're right trees were falling over the roads were horrible it was a terrible scene. I believe this is when they brought the... Quebec got it at the same time. And Quebec got a lot worse. People out for days out there in Quebec. Yeah. And they brought in the military to help out. So this is emergency-grade storm. And you guys are out there riding bikes <laughs> around fallen trees. You're looking at Cardin. I can't believe that the, the, the Rogers video or wherever you went was open. Yeah, there, like, there were certain places that just weren't hit. 
I, I can't explain it, but they had a backup generator. I don't know what the hell it was, but they stayed in business. And, like, we didn't even get the chance to watch it till later. But, uh, like, we just went out and rented this movie and saved it for later. But I remember watching that super young, wildly inappropriate for, like, a seven-year-old. I mean, it's not, it's not even that bad when you think about it. It's it really just a bit isn't. of violence and cursing. But, yeah. uh, um, but the other time he rented uh, him and it was the summertime. My parents were out somewhere, and him and his his friend Brandon rented Full Metal Jacket. So I, I got to see you that. Me about this, yeah. I got to see that in grade eight, and that was, you know, that was also super exciting because I had never, like, I think The Simpsons might have parodied some of uh, Kubrick's work. Like, I know they parodied uh, Strange Love with the bomb scene where Homer rides the yeah, bomb. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, they they did a whole Treehouse of Horrors about The Shining. Yeah, and they did. Uh, Bart was dressed as yeah, uh, what's Clockwork his face? Orange. Alex. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. they they parodied Kubrick a bit. So that's where I first kind of heard. I'm like, who's what is he? What is that costume? And they're like, oh, it's from this movie Clockwork Orange. Like, okay. And uh, but yeah, that was my first experience with a Kubrick movie. Loved it. Oh yeah, great movie. And yeah, so there's definitely some other ones that I just can't remember. But that was one of the benefits of having an older brother. So every because like, of that movie, every Christmas morning, me and my brother, just like the soldiers did on Christmas Day, we sing Happy Birthday to Jesus. <laughs> It's a tradition for me and him. <laughs> Classic weird Jessup bros. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, we talked about disappointments that we've rented. Um, how about when you've rented a movie and you didn't have time to watch it, so you had to bring it back? Did you ever have to do that? And were there ever any ones that were like maybe really good that you missed? to catch later um i'm trying to think i do remember one i like i remember renting a movie from rogers i can't remember what it was for the life of me but i remember it never left our stairs we put it on the stairs we put it on the stairs because that was always where like our our staging area was before we had to like move something and uh, yeah, for I think I had hockey all weekend or something. I was out at a birthday. I have I can't remember what the hell it was, but it never left our stairs. And my dad's like, "What the hell is this doing here?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's got to go back." He's like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> he took it back for me. But uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was just a waste of a purchase. I do a rental. I do remember like Blockbuster had a deal at one point for the seven day rentals, that like, if you rented one. You could get like an additional six, so it was like seven days a week or something like that for movies. You get seven movies for like oh yeah, seven bucks or something like that. It was crazy the deal. So you go and get a stack of movies. Yeah, you have to figure out what order you'd want to watch them in because you'd have to leave some because you just didn't have the time. So there's certain ones that you just you just couldn't get to. I don't remember particularly any movie I was really eager to watch that I didn't eventually see or that I'm kicking myself for not seeing. But I do remember it being a thing if you rented a movie and you didn't get around to watching it. I'll, I'll pose this one to you, Sweaty. All right. Uh, well, actually, first of all, before I pose this question, uh, speaking of the seven-day, like, the big deal, do you yeah. know, that was, that was one of the best things that happened to us as teenagers because that was when... Uh, I started to rent, you know, I saw American History X. I saw, yeah. 
Oh, Reservoir I remember Dogs. you rented a whole bunch of movies. Yeah, I saw like all the ones that people going into film school kind of thing. You're at the right age where like you should be going into like you should be seeing these movies. And I was the right age and I loved it. That helped me juice my film knowledge a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because we watched. Oh yeah, we we burned through a ton of those. Yeah, um, I, I remember too going to school my first year, thinking, oh shit, I gotta pick up my socks. These guys know their <laughs> movies and just renting movies every weekend, nonstop. And it was the rentals because I wanted to see them. And like I yeah. remember, I'd go to the, the we went to college in Welland. I'd go to the video store in Welland, the Blockbuster there. If they didn't have what I wanted there. Then I would go uh, to the one in uh, Ancaster. But then I like, like I, I I quickly realized I had a much different taste in movies than all the film nerds. Yes, yeah. half of these film nerds. I remember. Okay, love this. There was this asshole. I don't even remember his name. Jeff Hicks. <laughs> different asshole oh. um, he sat in the back of the class always sat in the back was usually pretty quiet and I remember like our film teacher made a reference to some movie might have been like it was like a movie that wasn't bad but wasn't like hip might have been Elf I think Niven referenced Elf a lot he liked Elf okay. and uh, the guy just went oh god and I got, I got like a laugh right and then he would keep doing it but I do remember one day he did it to like a movie that was like almost like a 50-50 reaction. Right. Because he kept doing it just to get a reaction. Like, oh, God. And some people are like, why the fuck are you laughing at that? That movie's great. And like there started like little fights around the <laughs> class. But I remember like renting Carlito's Way. And really wanted to see Carlos. Oh, yeah. Because like, here I am. I love gangster movies. Uh, it's Brian De Palma. Uh, it's Pacino. It's Sean Penn. It's super well acted. Pacino's got that great scene where he holds the switchblade to the guy. He's like, I'll cut your fucking liver. <laughs> and uh, I loved it. So I went, I'm like, hey, have you, have you guys seen Carlito's Way? What a great movie, Carlito's Way. is like, no. Never heard of Carlito's Way. Hey, let's talk about Wes Anderson. And I was like, ugh. To be fair, I've only seen one of his movies, and I loved it. So I can't really seen, complain about Wes yeah. Anderson. <laughs> Actually, it, you know what's pretty funny? Uh, even though you and I, yeah. for for the bulk of our movie watching days, were you know we were pretty popcorn mainstream guys, and there's yeah. no there's no harm in that. Well, what I but, love too about being a popcorn mainstream guy is like now finally that's getting some appreciation over time just like in the mainstream shit there used to be such yeah. shame in that oh yeah well like how many for the late 2000s i was begged for being like a hipster because i liked i started listening to uh rock music that had some synthesizer in it so that made me a hipster like, oh he likes this 80s shit it's like Ugh. also i do like the 80s shit you wear a blazer over a hoodie i was very and a toque when it was hot out one time one time you don't let me live it down <laughs> anyway um but yeah it, we saw rushmore in theaters and yeah. also we we rented bottle rocket but either way because i'm pretty sure i watched it with you didn't i what rushmore? bottle rocket oh, bo- no, bottle oh no, i've rocket. never i've never seen bottle rocket okay then me maybe my brother and i rented it because i was like this movie stinks but uh it had some funny parts but either way uh yeah and a lot of my film nerd friends who fancy themselves as more avant-garde were actually quite jealous that I got to see that in theaters. Yeah. And we just so went because go. I thought it looked funny and Bill Murray in it. Yeah, we, we just remember the... this like art house gem. We were like, oh, he's a funny nerdy guy running around and Bill Murray <laughs> looks like a riot. <laughs> yeah. Those OR scrubs. 
are they? Um, but uh, what the hell is my question? Oh yeah, have you ever slept on a movie that everyone saw in theaters, so you had to rent it later, and it just didn't have the same impact? Oh, big time! I, well, I got one in the chamber. Well, I remember with the first time you and me rented Animal House, and oh, we didn't yeah. understand what the big deal was. Well, first yeah. off, like, like John Belushi, I, I remember, like, I thought this was a John Belushi movie, and he's barely in it. Like, yeah. I guess he's in it a lot, but it was mainly, like, Tim Matheson and the guy who played the cop in the mask are, like, the main two guys. And, <laughs> like, I remember seeing all the jokes in other places, because so many movies had ripped this off. And that was me the and you looking at each other halfway through, like, we were way too late on this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was the big one. It was Animal House. That was, was the just, problem because like, we we came into that after seeing all these like American Pies and all these things where they had stolen from that. And I think I had seen Porky's before I'd seen Animal House. Yeah, well, Porky's isn't readily parodied as much as that's true. Animal House is. Yeah, I, I think the only time I heard it referenced is on Family Guy, where he's like, "You see Porky's where that fat brown gr- pulled the guy's crank through the hole." Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I remember you guys saw Unbreakable in theaters, and for whatever reason, either I didn't get the invite or I wasn't free, but I didn't see it, and then I didn't didn't have anyone else to see it with, so I missed it in theaters, and I rented it. And I enjoyed it, but it just didn't have, because you were talking about it for, like, a week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it just didn't, that first viewing... That first viewing didn't have the same impact because it was like a Friday night. I'm sitting there while trying to do like a homework assignment. Yeah. I had a project due Monday. So I'm watching it. and it, So it just didn't have the same impact. It wasn't until like a second viewing where I was like, this is a fucking great movie. Yeah. There have been a lot of those, though, that I did sleep on. Um, I remember old school being one, a big one that I waited till video i just like i said i missed the boat for seeing it i just yeah didn't see it with anybody so i saw it on video and i enjoyed it um that's well that was a big one um i'm sure there are others that those are just the ones that come that first come to mind right yeah oddly enough both college frat comedies yeah that's so weird (laughs) oddly enough that they both fall into that category um here's one though this is less um, this is less about like movie rentals and just more about you know going to school with a bunch of film nerds, right? Um, give me like a movie or two that has like mass acclaim that people love that you just don't understand why. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, uh, with the Tannenbaums, I just Wes Anderson. Okay, we're on the West, I, We're really on a Wes Anderson kick here tonight. He just doesn't do it for me. I've it's only just, seen Rushmore, so I can't judge. Uh, like I haven't even been able to finish anything else I've started. I'm just like, oh, this is so boring and so fucking terrible. <laughs> like it's just, it's not good. Like I saw Life Aquatic. I thought it stunk. Uh, may, I don't know. Maybe I. Although our roommate Dela in college made fun of us, he's like, "If it's not a guy slipping on a banana peel, follow through a table. You two aren't interested." So I mean, there's probably like I can appreciate a more indie style comedy now because like we both loved Clerks, and that's there's no pratfalls in that. No, that's all it's, it's a ton of cursing, and we think cursing's hilarious. 
Okay, don't don't kid yourself. It's it's not exactly a very highbrow movie. It's a great movie, but it's not highbrow by any means. Right. Yeah. I got a couple. Okay. I remember um I remember not being into Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas at all. Oh yeah. We tried I, to I've never gone back to it. We watched it in uh second year. My friend yeah. Glenn West, we were watching at his parents' house because he lived in Welland, and they yeah. threw it on. I'm just like, this movie is giving me a fucking headache. The first 10 minutes, I'm like, turn this shit off. And I, know and I haven't so gone back to it since. So many people who love that movie. I watched the whole thing. And there's like funny parts, like Toby McGuire's in it at the very beginning. He's got a stupid skullet, and he, Johnny Depp and Benicio Del Toro just scare the shit out of him when he like, hitches a ride with them. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but like, they're really unlikable. Yeah. Uh, Depp and Del Toro, and I don't know what the real Hunter S. Thompson was like, but I just didn't, I didn't get it. I know people love it, and I just, yeah. I didn't get it. Another one, there's this indie movie that really got shopped around, uh, that was like, everyone was borrowing from everybody in my first year of film class, called Buffalo 66. Have you heard of this oh, movie? Yeah. Vincent yeah. Gallo? Yeah. Um, I borrowed it from a friend because it had good buzz. Cool name. Mickey Rourke's in it. Okay, he's, he's pretty good. Christina Ricci. Okay, she usually has good taste. Let's see what we got here. And I just could care less about it. And I watched the whole thing. And I yeah. just didn't give a shit. And again, hated the lead character. And I went to school and I was like halfway through. And I had to watch it in two sittings. It was one of those. And they're like, what do you think of it so far, Ted? And I'm like, um, hoping it's going to get better. <laughs> hoping it's going to pick up. It's going to pick up in the second half. And this one guy looks at me and goes, it was that movie that gave me hope that good movies can still be made. Oh, my God. And then I finished it. I was like, this movie wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's another one? And I'm going to throw got one in. For I, you. I'm gonna, this is one more I'm going to throw in there. That... It was like a film nerd movie in our... It wasn't even like a film nerd movie. It was basically... It was this movie all these college students freaking loved. The critics did not love it, but all of our peers loved it. And that? that was Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was fine. I didn't hate I it. it. I was just like, yeah, it's fine. It's have not you the second have coming you of Tarantino. No, not once. Okay. I was on TV once. And yeah, I watched a couple of minutes of it and I, I just changed it. Like, I think I was just disappointed with the fact that I thought it was going to be like something huge that I missed. And right. I, I think it maybe it was a victim of its own hype in my head. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Do you know what's a better Irish movie to go to? Uh, oh, what's that one? Donnelly's not a TV show. Uh, what's the? I'm looking up the movie right now. Give oh, me I know one the second. way you're talking about. Is that uh, Green Street Hooligan? No, that's English. But in oh, okay. Bruges, in oh, Bruges, Bruges is Colin awesome. Fer that's way better. That's a great that, movie. But that didn't that come got, out until after we were in college. No, I know. I'm just saying. But uh, no, it came out in 2008. I graduated oh, okay. in 08. But oh, okay. uh, I got one for you because I had to do that one year at Mohawk before I joined you at Niagara. Yeah. Uh, and I was work. I was still living at home. I was working at a movie theater, and so all the girls that I worked with yeah. freaking loved. Garden State. Okay. And so I was like, Ugh. I mean, like, I'm like, I'll give it a shot because it's Zach Braff and I love Scrubs. So I was like, 
uh, I'm like, I'll give it a shot. I'm like, oh, this thing just reeks of pretentious. Like, he's such a wiener. He's not likable. And this movie's just so like, ugh. But, uh, and I just came out of it so ragey. I've heard that, um, now I've never seen Garden State, but I've heard from a lot of people it, it doesn't age well. Oh, really? Yeah. That even if you watch it now, it's, I think a lot of it's big uh, champions uh, don't champion it as much as they used to. But then again, like, this is coming it? from a guy who's never seen it. Like, was it something with the subject matter? Or is it no, just it's like... just Zach Braff's character comes off like an asshole. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but people are getting that now. Yeah. Yeah. Streets ahead. Yeah. Streets ahead, Ted. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and uh, but then again, like, I'm no friggin' film critic because I remember around the same time, I saw uh, I Heart Huckabees and I loved it and everyone else fucking hated it. Oh, I it. hated it. I hated it. Well, <laughs> like, like, that has its audience, like... That's when I know you're not a big fan of Mark Marin, but he always gushes about how much he loves that movie. Ugh. And I, I didn't like it at all. It was just, and I love David O. Russell. He's done some fantastic movies. That's the thing. He's um, actually, when I, when I go down his roster, I think there's still one or two I haven't seen of his, the more current ones. Yeah, I never but, saw Joy. Uh, I never got around to yeah, Joy. Yeah, I still haven't seen that either. Yeah. But like, I loved, um, I loved uh, Fighter. Yeah. I loved... Uh, Silver kings. Linings oh, Three Kings I friggin loved yeah. I enjoyed Silver Linings Cause you know Some of the familiar Subject matter for me And my family uh, Hustle And American Hustle I loved American Hustle See I loved American Hustle too And I was watching One of those like YouTube lists Of movies that Have lost their luster Over the years And number one Was American Hustle And the I guy was go like back and watch The guy that. was like Apparently everyone Hates this movie now They think it's boring And like I think the guy Like narrating it Liked it and he's like, Buzz on the internet has said, this is not a good movie anymore. I'm like, since when? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm yeah. going to watch it this weekend. Fuck that guy. A uh, couple more things here. Any movies that you, like, find yourself defending? Um, I got a big one. That I mean, I, I know you and I have been defending signs for, like, 20 oh, years. But I think people have come around more on signs in recent yeah. At least the widespread buzz, which is all... This is the fucking thing, too. It was about the kids that you went to school with. Yeah. Whether it was college or high school. for you, That was the masses. That was the general thought. Nowadays, yeah. general thought is the people who express their opinions on the internet. You know what right. I mean? If more people like something than hate something, uh, generally, it's a good... <laughs> It's a good movie, you know? It's, it's yeah. silly like that. Uh, yeah, no, we've always defended uh, that one. Yeah. Although, do you know what's funny? Oddly enough, uh, I was listening to... I was going for a walk the other morning, and I, I, I listened to this clip of this one podcast called The Bonfire with Big J and Dan Soder, and they just randomly slipped. They were talking about aliens, and they randomly slipped into a science dig where they were like, oh, we're probably going to like uh, find a planet... Uh, that's not water, and that, so we don't die or something. Like they literally just slid seamlessly into this like science dig. I'm like, oh, sons of bitches, they're so funny, but they're down there. They make fun of science. Well, look at how we've been slip sliding all over this podcast. It happens sometimes. Um, no, it's the fact. I it's not that like those those guys seamlessly jump into random things all the time. Talking yeah. about that, they made fun of science and the plot oh. holes. Hey, you played me a bit where uh, Big J Okerson, Frosty the Snowman himself. Was ripping apart Sublime in 311. Why should I listen That's to this true. podcast? He's going to shit on everything I love. That's true. Um, anyway, uh, he does sound like Frosty the Snowman. Um, <laughs> but what's it called? Uh, one that I find myself defending a lot, 
And I haven't gone back to watch it in recent years, but when it came out, I watched it a whole bunch. It's Crash. Because oh, every yeah, year they'll, put out, their, so they'll put out the worst movies that ever won an Oscar list. And every year they put that at number one. And I always thought there was Bad Grapes because it, it lost to Brokeback Mountain. It, it beat Brokeback Mountain. And Brokeback Mountain was like... This is the movie. This is it. Let's go. And then people were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Lost the crash? What happened? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I remember we were watching the Oscars in college and uh, you're like, Brian, get in here. They're about to nominate or say best picture. And I was dropping a deuce. Yeah. And you're like, it's crash. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> They're just yeah, like yelling we, from the bathroom. <laughs> we love that movie. And I remember you, uh, it was you at a party and it was me and Tom and Campbell and and we were standing in a circle talking about how great that movie was and the issues that the movie brought up. Now, granted, this is like 2005. This is ages ago. Mm. And I know that the, 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 you have to view that movie in the lens of 2005. Is yeah. it as good as Brokeback Mountain? I haven't seen Brokeback Mountain. Uh, I'm sure Brokeback Mountain's a lot better, but I haven't seen it. But... Um, you have to look at it for the lens of 2005. And one of the people says, well, these people, their racism has no consequences. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's the point. <laughs> it's not they're horrible racists and there is no consequences to their actions. That's the point of the movie. Like, yeah. it's it's not supposed to feel good. It's supposed to be feel bad because you bring an awareness to it. Yeah. And, you know. And, and also... F- sorry. Um, I was going to say, like, the whole movie, like, even though there's some resolves... You know, because no character is truly absolved without, of their sins. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. you don't, you don't, you're not left feeling like I just left the movie feeling like awkward and uncomfortable, and that's what racism is supposed to do. Yeah, that's what I thought when I saw it back then. So I always get pissed off when they do those lists, and they're like oh, movies that have aged bad. You know, movies that have because so many movies they represent a little pocket in time and they're only as good as your fondest memory of them yeah and sometimes you know that's just what we're left with and when we go back and analyze something that was talking about race and politics from 15 years ago of course it's not going to age well Well, (laughs) it's silly to think it's going to age well like, I don't think it aged that bad. I'm like, yeah. They, I haven't certain, watched it in a while. I haven't watched it in the, a while. I watched it a few years ago. And, like, yeah, of course. Like, any movie about race, they're going to throw out some the occasional colorful language. Um, but, like, they really actually, like, certain stereotypes kind of get bucked, right? Like, there's the one scene with the uh, the Persian uh, shopkeep mm-hmm. who, uh, like, and everyone's making, like, the... They're making uh, terrorist accusations. Yeah, and it's stuff, just yeah. like, and they're just like, you know, there's just like been in this country for, and it's like, there's a lot of stereotypes that actually get bucked a little bit in that movie. So it's. Yeah. Um, but then I guess but, the, the other thing, too, is there's stereotypes. Yeah, while well, some get squashed, they keep others. You know what I mean? Like, he does go try to kill a man. Um, you know, Ludacris and Lorenz Tate are criminals. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there is, like, stereotypes on top of stereotypes while they're trying to diminish other stereotypes. Right. And I, I, I can see where it being a bad cocktail in that sense. Sure. What I'm trying to say is, for a point but, in time. And I, I, I do kind of... You're almost getting me talking myself out of it. <laughs> but I can see... It, I look at it as a moment in time. 
But also, and just look at it objectively more. as a movie, and it's like, you know, there's some great scenes, great, well-written dialogue with, like, the, uh, yeah. Ludacris and Lawrence Tate, uh, the, the scenes with uh, Don Cheadle and What's-Her-Face. Uh, um, Jennifer Esposito. Thank you. And, um, oh, what the hell, there's another... You got Terrence Howard. That was when I first. Right. They, they think of the people that I introduced. The first time Newton. I ever saw Ter- Terrence Howard. First time I ever saw Michael Pena. Michael Pena was my favorite part in that movie. Oh, he was so good. You know? Uh, it, Those it's, scenes with his daughter with were so sweet. Performances. I know. Yeah. Like that arc was my favorite arc. Because oh, he was too. truly a good guy. And yeah. uh, truly had to put up with shit everywhere he went. Yeah. And so, but you know what? Look, we're gushing. Over a movie that people have come to vilify over the years. But also, Michael Pena is such a good actor. He's so likable. It's hard not I mean, yeah, to like, like him and stuff. Yeah, but, you know, it, 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 but that was the first time I'd ever seen him. That's what I'm trying to say. I remember looking yeah, him up when I, sure. we got home from that movie going, who was that guy? Yeah. 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 Anyway, I find did myself ever, often defending that one. Did you ever uh, buy a movie before renting it, sight unseen? Oh, um, huh. Not unless it came in a set. Like, I I bought, like, a couple of, like, movie packs that have a couple of different movies in them and stuff like right. that. Right, the Scorsese one that we yeah, both got. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't get Scorsese. I got, oh, Oliver, got Oliver Stone. Stone. I got Oliver That's Stone. Right. So there's a whole bunch of movies in there I hadn't seen, like, Talk Radio, which became one of my favorite movies. I hadn't seen it. Oh, that movie's so good. Um... Uh, what's it called? So usually my rule of thumb it was like it was like with CDs, you know what I mean? I want to preview it first so I know what I'm getting into before I make the financial commitment. Right. Yeah. I I mean not counting when like Blockbuster and Rogers did their like going out of business sale or like when they just had old indie like some I just bought a couple of random old indie movies that were in like the two four for twenty kind of thing. Uh so there's a couple of those, but my big purchase that I had to buy at Sunrise Records because I couldn't find anywhere to rent because I was such a Kevin Smith fan. I had every I'd seen everything else, but I never saw Chasing Amy. So I, I bought that from that store. Okay. Or not su- not Sunrise, sorry, it's Music World. Okay. Okay. And uh, so just to add to the collection, basically, because I had the other DVDs. And then fun, I, had to, fun, like, I, I remember what a completist were you were. I remember you bought Vulgar, uh, the oh, Brian yeah. Johnson movie that Kevin Smith uh, like. Produced. That was one that I found in like the bargain bin. Oh, there's the another one. Was I, there. Ugh, that yeah. movie's awful. Although, do you know what? Another one I found at that random bargain bin at the Music World in uh, Mapleview Mall was uh-huh. Sour Grapes, the Larry David movie. Now, to be fair, to be fair to that. That movie, it, it's more of a 90-minute sitcom. Oh, it's one movie. long episode of yeah. Curb before it was Curb. It really before is. Before Curb was there. Uh, I did call someone Dumbo the other day because I was fed up with them. <laughs> hey, hey, Dumbo! Dumbo. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think that movie introduced me to the word fuckface. Oh, I love... You know what I like even better than fuckface? Because I heard... I was what? actually watching Curb this morning, and Larry called Lee on this. Fuckstick. What? Like fuck step. I've heard that before. I love that. I never get to use it. Yeah, but I rarely get that mad at someone that I just start cursing at them. So, do you know what I love? Uh, this was a big video that uh, well, I think it was viral around the time that we were in college. But it was the, uh, or maybe it was just after college. It was the 
100 Greatest Insults of All Time. Oh, yeah, that was great. And it was from I the people who they did 100 Greatest Insults of All Time. And there was another one that was like 100 Greatest Threats. They were the same people that did like three minutes of Nick Cage losing his shit. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. No, they, they made a whole bunch of those. And they were all had this incredibly epic feel. Oh, loved yeah. it. And I loved it because a lot of them came from movies that we love because we like movies like that where they have snappy dialogue. And they're like, you know, hey, be so big and rich. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. What's the uh, a movie that a movie that I slept on? That I really liked was um, oh, what was the, the Robert Downey Jr. one? Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Sure. Uh, I love the and this is on the in the greatest insults list where he's like, if you look up the definition of idiot, do you know what you're gonna find? Oh, my face. And he's like, no, the definition of idiot. What you fucking up? <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Bell Kilmer was so good in that movie. Oh, uh, it's a shame what's happened to him. You got super fat, right? Well, no, throat cancer. Oh. <laughs> so they had well, actually, he got kind of like, he went up and down. with He got fat in like the 90s and yeah. he lost a bunch of weight. Then he kind of went up. But So what ended up happening was they had to remove like a portion of his neck. Oh, and shit. So he's. Uh, was he looking like Roger Ebert? Yeah. Oh, no, because Ebert had his jaw removed. Right. So that's yeah. different. So he's still got a jaw and everything like that. But you'll see this sometimes. You have a really, really like kind of tiny chin. And it'll be like close to your mouth and stuff like that. And right. It's affected his speech and stuff like that. But he's he's got like another couple. He's still working through it. It's just that's going to have to be a part of his character forever. Right. You know? So, you know, the big C finds a way to get us. You're a big C. A big Canadian? Well, I suppose I am. <laughs> anyway. I, uh, I got a buddy. Um... It's fitting that we're gonna we're about to talk about a band from Halifax coming up, but because okay. uh, you know Sloan's coming up next week, and uh, but I got a buddy Rob from uh, Nova Scotia, and he's uh, he's a camp buddy. So whenever we talk to each other at camp, we always refer to our camp names. And his camp name because he always walking around with a little guitar playing, so he's called Capo. You know, you put the little Capo on the guitar, the little clamp. Oh, I didn't know that was a, that's what that was called. Yeah, it's uh, basically no to bring it up a pitch. But uh, so his, his camp name was Capo. And I'd always walk up to him. I'm like, what's up, C-Note? Big C. He's like, he's like, Skip, don't start calling Big C. People think you're calling me names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, probably reaching the end of the episode here. I've been recording for over two hours. Um, I don't got much left to say about video stores. I miss them. I miss, um, but it's it's part of the wonderment of childhood yeah. that I'm going to miss. You know what? You know what happened around Christmas? What's um, that? I had a week off, like before and like during the Christmas holiday. Yeah. And outside of so we left the Christmas lights in the living room on all the time. Mm-hmm. Outside of like the occasional YouTube video, I stopped playing my video game, and I just basically watched like a lot of like old Christmas specials from okay. like the 90s and stuff like that and I sure. really kept it there it was the closest thing I had to going back to an in a time machine yeah. just keeping that 90s feel late 80s feel I watched a lot of Golden Girls when I was off because we got Amazon Prime and oh yeah well, I didn't realize big fan of the Golden Girls um, I knew your sister was I didn't know you were such a big fan I love all that you know if they put Empty Nest 
on uh, streaming, how happy I would be. Do you know how happy I would be if I could find Growing Pains? I was all about Growing Pains. You know what I was thinking about would be great that I don't know why Disney Plus doesn't put up? You had a step-by-step. <laughs> There's I'd a show the hell that out of probably, step by step. I guarantee you, it's probably going to seem so hacky by today. It's yeah. probably going to like. Oh, it's probably going to be unwatchable. <laughs> it didn't stop. It didn't stop me though because I created that nostalgia. Like I That's remember true. for years thinking, um, full house reruns are unwatchable. Yeah. By George, a few years ago, I went back and I rewatched the whole series. <laughs> No, that's lens. surprising because yeah. I'm I'm much more of like a nostalgic kind of person than you are, with like those old shows and that yeah. that garbage. And uh, even I haven't brought myself to go back to uh, to Full House yet. The, the thing you notice about Full House, especially the first couple seasons, Saget is only thirty years old. That's crazy. I know. At least the character Danny Tanner's thirty because they have his thirtieth birthday. Yeah. So I guess with the series, like twenty nine, and I'm like. God, he's lived a life already. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like in my mid 30s, and I, for many places, I'm I, I'm not even there yet. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, that's yeah. the thing. There's so many shows that are like that. Well, I mean, look at, uh, look at Die Hard. Right. A couple years ago, we were watching Die Hard together. Yeah. Or I, was, I was watching with someone, and uh, they brought up the point. At that time, Bruce Willis was our age. He was 33, and yeah. he was already like a like a cop for more than 10 years and all this other stuff. I'm yeah. like, I haven't had, a, I haven't been at a job longer than like three or four. Right. Been divorced, <laughs> had two kids. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm know, still it, waiting on my first marriage and my first kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how they kind of paint, uh, the idealistic life back then. Hey, it I think idealistic for, uh, Willis, you know, his marriage fell apart. Saget's wife, died you know yeah they they have their challenges but i'm just saying yeah started a lot earlier well you know that that's kind of on the heels of the boomer kind of thing the gen x boomer like where they they got married young you know a lot of these people didn't have to go to college they went straight into like a a job or they learned on the job it just they're the different so people were going into the their job field much younger and so the, the like life just started sooner right yeah. so it's like if i was in my job at 22 21 years old um i probably would have been ready to settle down by 23 4 5 to start a kid kids you know all that stuff but college debt all these other things pushed everything back a little bit it's what happens to the best of yeah. us anyway uh but that's what i miss i miss the nostalgic factor i try to keep it around me as best i can I try to do things that uh, I thought of about when I was a child. Hey, it'd be really cool if I could do this. And then I'll be like, okay, well, I'm just going to do it. It's like one of the reasons why I buy all these jerseys. I got that massive jersey collection. Yeah. Because when I kid, I wanted it. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm old enough now. I can have it. There's no one telling me yeah. I can't have it. So that's one of the reasons why I do it. You know? Did you so. ever see this one movie? It, was, it had Ben Stiller and Adam Driver called While We're Young. No, but I, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, but I know, so, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so quick synopsis. So Ben Stiller beca- is like this uh, middle-aged filmmaker, and Adam Driver is this kind of uh, budding film student, and he he kind of learns under him, and they become friends. But there's an interesting scene at the start where, because Adam Driver's probably early, 
I'd say mid twenties at that time. Whether he's older, he's just playing like a mid twenties person. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it was almost like this weird reversal in like Ben Stiller and his wife, whoever it was. They were well, all Naomi there. Naomi Watts is uh, wife in that one. Yeah. Am I thinking of something else? And they're like, they're all on their. No, I think it was Naomi Watts. Like yeah. he throw it to dinner with friends. They're all on their phones, and they're on their ta- Like they're when they go home, they're always on their um, Apple. TV or whatever. Sure. And then they they did like this juxtaposition with uh, Adam Driver. He's him like he's married super young because I think him and uh, I think that was Amanda Seyfried. Okay. They were like married super young, and uh, he has this wall of VHS tapes because he's kind of collecting <laughs> that stuff that Adam uh, that Ben Stiller like threw out, and yeah. he's not like there's and he's like playing hoops in the park. He's not checking his phone. He's not doing whatever. You know, he's out there living life. So it's this yeah. guy, this kind of funny juxtaposition that the younger people are actually like doing it. What they people always assume, oh, the young kids are always on their phone. But sometimes it's the older people that are more enthralled by the technology. No, that can, that can happen. Yeah, but that's uh, for sure. I, I appreciate any young person who puts their phone away. That's yeah, that's skill to have. Yeah, I um, I always say this to friends, and I'm like, I always make this bold prediction, and I'm always wrong. But I'm like, eventually one day, because we've we've gone this shift towards digital storage and a very minimalist lifestyle right where it's like why buy any dvds when i could just either you know buy it through apple or just watch it on whatever uh but i always think that there's going to be some weird correction that those certain those streaming services are just gonna die so some part of me thinks that in the next five to ten years they're gonna they're gonna die and we're gonna go back to physical media because we've seen it with the rise of vinyl and all these other things, and I just I think DVD or whatever the 4K whatever it's still gonna be great quality. It's not gonna be some crappy thing that burns out, but it's a uh, I just have this weird inkling that we might go back to that at some. And then my collection's gonna be worth something well, again. I know, I know. Like I I, I still have a, a it's it's it, it pales in comparison to yours, but I still have a, a DVD collection that I'm pleased with. Yeah. Um, I honestly think that i have so much crap though i have so much chuffa that i need to get rid of i'm gonna but, donate but to the, the library point? what's the point of even getting rid of it now yeah i guess that's true you donate the, to the keep library the keep the chuffa because you're right it could happen you know like like one day like i was just thinking about it uh, about spotify and i was like because my wife's thinking about brent's thinking about getting rid of hers when the baby gets here to save some money Right. I love my Spotify. I don't want to get rid of my Spotify. I haven't used my iPod in a year. More than a year. Everything's on like... there. The computer that, that that all my music is on is, is, is completely fried. I'd have to put everything onto it. It's it's such a big to-do. I don't want to lose Spotify. Who's going to make my like, mixes uh... for me? Do you think I, I'm going to make those mixes for me? It's worth <laughs> the $10 a month. And then I'm looking at it, and I'm like... Well, what if we started? Well, the kid's gonna be here. What if the kid wants to watch some kind of treehouse TV uh, streaming channel? Uh, where that's gonna be another ten dollars a month? Am I gonna have to get rid of Crave? <laughs> then I'm not gonna get Curb whenever I want it. But I've got the Curb DVDs though. Okay, okay, we got those. There's a reason not to get rid of those. Yeah. And the cycle repeats itself like that. You know, it's it's a good idea to hang on to them. Just in case. At first, you're kind of spiraling Just like uh, like like Sting in the Dire Straits song, where he's like, "I want my MTV." You're like, "I want my Spotify." Would you say I was gold blooming it? 
Oh, full cycle. Oh, full circle. See what I did there? Ah, yes, I did. I went around full cycle. And what a good place <laughs> there to end the show. So, if you listen to this yarn, congratulations. <laughs> you have wasted two hours of your life. No, I'm just kidding. You spent it with me and Brian, and that's a good thing to do. And also, hopefully, anyone who actually listened to this thing, all 12 people, see the numbers are dwindling as the episode goes out. Um, all, all seven people, but um, hopefully it sparks like a nostalgic debate amongst your social group. Maybe you might have these memories of renting a movie or buying your first tape or your first DVD. Actually, do you know what tape I have, which is actually I should probably digitize? What's that? Uh, I was... When in Walmart, there was a period where they were selling tapes for like four bucks, okay. and I bought, I bought a copy of Dumb and Dumber. Uh, but because what happened was the original copy just seemed to vanish, and you could only get that like director's cut or whatever, and it was just crap because they they certain oh. jokes were added like you couldn't for a while. I don't know if it's it's back, but for a while you couldn't find a DVD I didn't realize of that. Yeah, you couldn't find a DVD of Dumb and Dumber. It's always this like director's cut, this altered version, and oh okay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could probably find it online or on um, Amazon or whatever now. But there was a period where stores just you couldn't find it. So I, I definitely want to hold on to that. And I definitely want to clean my parents VHS and see if it still works. But uh, that's for another day. Who did? Uh, I'll ask you this after we go on the air. Anyway, okay. if you like what you heard, give us a five-star review. And uh, listen, because we got a big episode featuring the boys in Sloan coming up this week. Actually, I don't even know if it'll be this week. It all depends when Brian airs this. So we'll figure that out. Because we still haven't put on the... the we, still, we still don't have the road trip episode with Park Hill up yet. Or was the episode oh, that's that... Oh, it is that's up? up? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to like, oh, it's hot garbage. <laughs> no, no. Brian I just, had to uh, buffoon brought us down. No, I just... Uh, I mean, people... Don't have to listen. I threw it up. There's extra content if people want to listen yeah. to it. It's there. The, these off topics are so lowly promoted that even we don't know what's going on. They're so top secret, even he doesn't know what it is. No, so. that's just you because I edit these things, so I know what's going on. <laughs> but anyway, we hope you enjoy the off topics. Like We hope you enjoy the rest of the show and enjoy Sloan when that gets to the air because believe me, that was a lot of listening and uh, ooh, it was a lot of fun too. So we'll talk to you then. Late. One, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two.